Hi, I'm Greg Manuel, and you're listening to Organized Noise. The, the voice sounds like it just is you, if, if you were a sound. Like, I don't know if there's a self before, before the voice, if that, if that makes sense. Like, through using your voice in certain ways, you can create certain selves for your, yourself. I wrote this piece a while ago where I just like set up like microphones and just talked to my friends, but I didn't, the, the audio is like, like terrible um, because I didn't want to like put a microphone in their face because I, or like my face. Cause it was like, it just wasn't those kind of conversations. It was more like, you just have to forget the microphones in the room. You, you know, it, it has, it like has to be in a dorm room, like, or else it, you know, I don't know. It's just, it, it wouldn't like, it wouldn't have worked in the studio. And the result is these, sort of conversations and like really low, low fidelity audio that, that like the badness of the audio is sort of like validating for the, the like aura of like authenticity around the conversation. Right. I mean, it would be, it would be suspicious, like, like if that audio was good. Um, so then recently I, I wrote a piece in which I sort of did the same thing, but I made the audio really good. And I just like talked into a mic by myself, like with like the correct placement or whatever. Um, and like no one, it's a weird thing. It's like a little bit unnerving, right? Because it's like, I mean, I guess it's acting, right? Or writing or something, but it didn't, it didn't really feel like that because I wrote things that were like really believable that would have been coming from me. I mean, sort of like the research process of the piece was just sitting there and like writing down what what would seem like a natural thing to say. I don't know, the whole, the whole thing's unnerving, sort of the moment when it becomes like, how did this happen? Like the, the voice then becomes a, a little bit suspicious. Um, what was the name of that piece? It's called, Are You Happy Now? I can't tell, how would I know? 
I mean, like, a little, sure, but, like, I mean, I think you should make a list. Like, not of pros and cons, but, like, what feels like a, a possibility to you. Honestly, I can't really understand what it means to you specifically. Uh, I mean, we just have very different experiences, you know, um, I would just go for it, but you probably shouldn't be asking me. Feel like you shouldn't, then you probably shouldn't. That's, that's a good rule, I guess. Like honestly, it's it's. What would happen if you just did? Would it, it feel bad? Okay. I mean, you could always just ask him what he meant instead of like trying to figure. Like it out you'll yourself. hear something like, eventually, or not. Like that's fine too. You gotta be outcome neutral, or so I hear. <laughs> so you're gonna do it. I like your hair today. Okay, well I still think it looks. Well, good. it always looks good. What is your deal? I mean, if you don't like it, like. That seems important, but, but like it's just objectively. I think you should wear what makes. I you mean, feel it, it won't matter. Like no one's even gonna be thinking. About it. Well, I guess it, it does matter because you'll be thinking about it. Okay, okay. Uh, Never mind. You should think about it some more. To be honest, I feel like I've been giving people worse and worse advice. I mean, I thought I used to be really good at it, but like maybe I'm just apathetic. Don't trust anything I say. Ambiguities. Also, something that I think is performed in the sense that, like, it's an important compositional question whether or not you want people to feel as if there's something that they don't know. Um, and the question isn't always the same as is there actually something they don't know? Like, are you happy now? I feel like a lot of people ask, like, what's it about? And, like, well, it is about something. Um, and a lot of people have guessed what it's about and and been more or less right. But it's like, it's also about other things um, too. Um, so it, it's just interesting how how that sort of, that drive towards like finding like what something is about is a whole listening practice in and of itself. And the piece encourages that, right? I'm like not, I'm not absolving myself of like, like really loving this this idea of, of aboutness, even if it doesn't doesn't really get get resolved um but yeah I feel like um yeah like like when I'm writing I'm pretty cognizant of the fact like oh like no one's gonna know what this means but like it's not necessarily that I have an answer I mean sometimes I do but it's it's way more interesting like what people come up with yeah I feel like it's like how J.J. Abrams talks about Lost like all of the fans being like like at the end, like I don't want to spoil this for anyone who hasn't seen Lost, so I won't. But like, like this this idea that there's something gettable about Lost, right? That you're gonna watch it and like everything led to this this one thing is to like overlook all of the reasons why you actually keep watching Lost, right? You know, and there's probably like a million small things that you like about that show that like keep you watching it, but you think you're doing it to figure out what it's about, you know? Um, and are your pieces similar? Um, some of them, yeah.
thought twice, think it through. You think out loud, think fast, think quick, think again. You ponder, dwell, deliberate, estimate, evaluate, suspect. You mull it over, you think back, you recall, you reconsider. You think twice, you look twice, you look again, you take another look. You take your time, you take a moment, you glance it over, you mull it through. You consider each option, you let it play out, you think long and hard, you thought all along. Second thoughts, warm thoughts, nice thoughts, warm feelings, fresh approach, thoughts and feelings, thoughts and prayers, thoughts and actions. Oh yeah, um, yeah, that was a piece called... Pick your battles uh, for my friend Jordan Lawanda, who's great. It's a very stressful piece to listen to, is is what I've heard. The text is generated a lot in terms of just think things that you might think about if you're thinking too hard about about things. That's kind of a lot of words and synonyms and words that sound like other words and words being spelled and then there's this one part where like she has to do math and then every so often like i play a piano chord and then she has to go to the next line and like do like she's sort of adding like counting by twos or threes or fours it's it's a very stressful <laughs> it's like too much She doesn't know when I'm going to play the chord and um, interrupt her. Um, so she doesn't know like how high she's going to have to count by these numbers. And it's just like you, you like see, you see like the, the struggle. Um, but it was like, I would never, I would never write a piece for that for someone who I was not good friends with. Right. I mean, it's like, <laughs> like, oh. Are there any other aspects of your music that you think are like really pervasive that I haven't necessarily act asked about? I guess drones would be the only thing, which is like I don't have that much to say about about drones, but there there are a lot of drones, and people are like, "What's with the drones?" What's with the drones? Um, yeah, drones are funny. I don't know. I feel like like th there's a certain drama around like like a drone, which is this drama of like hyper self-awareness listening to your body or like slowing down or like shutting out the outside world these pieces don't shut out the outside world there's like so much outside world in them but like in some in some ways like like the methodical act of like um listening to yourself in, in that way kind of conjures the the very chaos that you're trying to prevent right it's like in the l word when when like bet bets like her life's falling apart and then she goes to this this um like 
meditation retreat in like Washington and she has a terrible time and she's just like not allowed to speak but she's like like you 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 just like it's like all these quiet scenes but like like she hates it you know it's like it's so bad and then she like finally leaves and it's it's great um it was it was just not for her like at that time but like normally I feel like the person who it's not for right I feel like like that um which is kind of allegorized through like this this form of like pretty drones and like messy text this like unlikely pairing that I think I think works for me Thank you for listening to my interview with composer Greg Manuel. This episode was produced and edited by myself, Paulus Van Horn. Editing help from Ari Sue, Jackie, Margaret, Judy, Pino, and Mobe. A new episode with cellist Audrey Chen is coming soon. Bye.